Hi, this is Dr. Allen once again. Today we're going to talk about beta blockers. So unfortunately, beta blockers are oftentimes misunderstood. They do not all uh, do the same thing. Um, a lot of people think beta blockers are used for hypertension. They're actually not first line for hypertension. I get a lot of patients that are on metoprolol and I ask them, hey, what are you on metoprolol for? Why were you put on this? And they say, oh, it's for blood pressure. Metoprolol is actually uh, probably the worst beta blocker for uh, blood pressure, along with atenolol. Now, in some cases, it can work, and we'll get into that, um, but it's definitely not a first-line agent. The JNC7 guidelines, which is 2009, which is a long time ago, they actually took beta blockers and put them third or fourth line uh, for blood pressure. So beta blockers are an interesting class of medications. They were first discovered back in like 1930, maybe, or 1940. Uh, the gentleman who discovered them won a... Uh, Nobel Prize for Medicine, um, they basically block your adrenaline. They block what's called catecholamines, which is um, epinephrine, norepinephrine, you know, all of those kind of like stimulants. Um, they give you energy, make your heart race, uh, make your heart beat faster, give you a little bit of anxiety. So almost like a caffeine type of uh, effect. Um, so a lot of times when we put people on them, they feel a little bit um, sad or depressed or have no energy or no ambition, which is not really a side effect. It's actually one of the effects uh, that the medication can cause. So just make sure you know that when you've got patients on this, try not to put young uh, people on this because that, that's one of the side effects and we don't want young people to have that. Now, beta blockers affect four basic functions of the heart. Um, two of them we know very, very well. Almost anybody uh, knows them. They're chronotropy and inotropy. Chronotropy is the speed of your heart rate. It reduces your overall heart rate, your resting heart rate, and it puts kind of a cap or speed limit on your overall heart rate. The other one is, is uh, uh, inotropy, which is the uh, squeeze of the contraction. It makes the contraction slightly weaker, sort of like a calcium channel blocker. Uh, but then there's two other ones that we don't talk a lot about, dromotropy and uh, lucitropy. Lucitropy is relaxation. It makes your heart relaxed a little more. Obviously, if you're blocking adrenaline and epinephrine and all that stuff, it um, causes things to kind of relax. And then um, dromotropy is the speed of the conduction in the individual nerves. The heart has two chambers, the top chambers and the bottom chambers. The speed of the conduction through those nerves and the signaling processes also uh, slow down. So beta blockers um, can be used um, in people with anxiety or hyperthyroid that are like really, really hyped up. Um, Propranolol was originally used for that. And they can also be used in other um, conditions which um, are very, uh, like have a lot of catecholamines, or a lot of adrenaline, a lot of anxiety, a lot of tachycardia. Um, so we'll go through a lot of that. Now, most the beta blockers can block beta-1, beta-2, alpha-1, alpha-2. Um, Atenolol and metoprolol are the most beta-specific. They, they affect the beta-1 receptors, which are in your heart, and do not affect the beta-2 receptors, which are in your bronchioles or lungs. So people with COPD, metoprolol is an excellent choice for them, or asthma. Metoprolol is an excellent choice for them. It has the least interference um, with your lungs. Um, if you want to lower someone's blood pressure, something like carvedilol um, or labetalol, which also has alpha-1 uh, uh, blockade properties, will cause the arteries to uh, dilate. So that's kind of how they work. They, they, they make your uh, arteries dilate out, which lowers your blood pressure directly. Something like metoprolol has minimal to no effect on uh, alpha-1 receptors will not cause your arteries to dilate, has no direct um, uh, blood pressure lowering effects. Now, two beta blockers also have antiplatelet activities, carvedilol and nebevilol. 
um, which have an antiplatelet activity, which kind of thins your blood a little. And so they kind of help a lot with um, heart attacks and strokes um, if you've had one um, or, or you're trying to prevent them. Um, another interesting effect that Carvelol and, and, and Nebevolol have um, is that they also release nitric oxide. Um, within the arterial endothelium, they release nitric oxide, which also causes the arteries to dilate out, um, but also can reduce preload on the heart and, and cause your heart not to have to work as hard. So beta blockers are mostly indicated in um, acute MI type situations. Um, heart failure, we know that carvedilol, metoprolol, succinate, and bispropolol are uh, indicated and have been proven to work for the most part. Um, we use uh, metoprolol and carvelol in that, in that situation. And sometimes we use higher doses than, than most people are used to, like sometimes even 37 and a half of carvelol or even 50. Uh, but it kind of depends. Send them to a specialist and let them uh, sort that out. Beta blockers, for the most part, are mostly cleared um, between the liver and the kidneys. If you uh, atenolol, um, atenolol and mostly kidney, um, metoprolol, carvedilol, um, nebevolol are mostly, or not nebevolol, but metoprolol and carvedilol mostly on the uh, liver side. And then you have at the middle kind of like labetalol and nebevolol. Um, labetalol also has alpha blockade, so it's an, it's an excellent choice also in someone with high uh, blood pressure. It can directly lower your blood pressure by that vaso or arterial dilation. The nice thing about labetalol, it was actually proven in studies to be safe in pregnancy. So that's the one we usually use in pregnancy, although you could argue metoprolol and all of them as a class is probably pretty safe. Um, but the one for pregnancy, if you're asked on a test or a board exam, or if you have a patient with pregnancy and hypertension, you really want to put them on uh, a beta blocker, you could use um, uh, labetalol in that case. Now, Two other features of beta blockers that we need to discuss is there's some of them are a little bit diabetogenic or they can cause or worsen diabetes. Now, they're not going to give you diabetes. If you have the genetic sport, they can make it a little worse, especially if you add a hydrochlorothiazide type diuretic to it. So a lot of times in the past, a way to mitigate this was to create a low dose beta blocker with a low dose thiazide diuretic. That way you reduce the diabetes promoting or worsening effects of the beta blocker and thiazide diuretic at low doses below 6.25 on the hydrochlor on the di di thiazide diuretic usually that diabetogenic effect is kind of gone so they'd use um, much lower doses um, the other unique feature about one of the beta blockers is sotalol sotalol has class 3 antiarrhythmic properties which is kind of like amiodarone amiodarone is a class 3 antiarrhythmic which um, also has some beta blockade. Sotalol is a beta blocker, which has some class three antiarrhythmic property. Now, all beta blockers are excellent antiarrhythmics. Somebody has got atrial tac or sinus tac or SVT or VT. Um, they all work very, very well at preventing those. Sotalol the best because it's sort of like amiodarone. It has a lot of antiarrhythmic activity, which can prevent supraventricular and uh, ventricular tachycardias, and they're used in so many different things. I hope you learned a lot. Subscribe to the channel, turn on notifications, and send this out to all your friends.